I'm going to tell you what a friend of mine told me one day. He said, get in. Sit down, buckle up. We're going to take a ride. We're going to do that this morning. Amen. If you have your Bibles, open with me to the book of Luke chapter 14 and verse, I believe, number 13. Luke chapter 14. I'll get that right here tomorrow. I don't have my glasses on, so I'm having a hard time. You just have to forgive my old age this morning. I'm reading from the King James Version just for clarity for everyone. Verse 25 said, And there went great multitudes with him, And he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children, brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot Be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross, by the way, your wife or your husband's not your cross. Whosoever doth not bear his cross, your children aren't either. Come after me, cannot be my disciple. If any man come to me and hate not his father, that is a staggering requirement. He cannot be my disciple. Whosoever does not bear his own cross. When Jesus made this statement, he did not exempt himself from what he was saying. Cannot be my disciple. I want to speak to you for a few moments. It comes with a price. Amen. It comes with a price. God bless you. You may be seated. I was in Houston traffic yesterday and I had come up to a ramp coming from the beltway back onto I-45 and, you know, you start slowing down and then it comes to a halt and you sit there and typically my mind is occupied with other things but for some unusual reason, my eyes fell on the tailgate 
of a truck that was in front of me. And it was a beautiful uh, combination of paint and uh, chrome. And in the tailgate, there was stamped this, uh, these words, King Ranch. King Ranch. Now, anybody that drives a Ford knows what I'm talking about. If you don't forgive you, we'll get over that. But um, (laughs) King Ranch is a level of uh, luxury that you can purchase. And it's unique all to itself. There's no other Ford that is truck that is made just quite in that way. The leather is unique. The embroidery work has tooling, uh, absolutely beautiful. I would love one day, maybe in heaven, the Lord will give me a King Ranch (laughs) version. F-350, my wife won't let me get one down here, so (laughs) that's a running joke. But please, that's just, I'm trying to, anyway. So I'm sitting there in traffic and I'm staring at that tailgate and a little voice speaks to me and said, you can drive that. You can have that for a price. I might have to live in a tent. I might have to collect Coke bottles on the side of the road. But I can drive that. I saw a car whip by me the other day. Little flat, sporty looking thing. Man, canary yellow. It went by so fast I could only catch a glimpse of it. But I realized it was a Maserati. And again, my mind says, you can drive that. But it comes with a price. You see, the fact is, there is nothing in life that doesn't come with a price. Now, most people get hung up on the price it costs in living for God. But I want to tell you that there's another side to that. We'll get into that in a moment. But Jesus, he didn't mince any words. And, you know, when you first read Luke chapter 14... Uh, it, it, it almost seems that God is contradicting his own words. He's saying if you don't hate your father or hate your mother or, or, or you don't, you, you don't uh, even hate yourself or, or you, you don't deny them more than you, uh, uh, you, you love me, then you can't be my disciple. If you, if you, you can't, <clears throat> there can be no rival 
to the love that you have toward me. Your relationship with me is unique. It can never be lowered to a human level of of comparing it to, well, you know, my family doesn't expect that out of me. Because the fact is, what I have in my relationship with God far surpasses any human relationship that I can have. And Jesus made it very clear that if you are going to be my disciple, it comes with a price. Now, salvation's free. You don't have to buy that. You don't have to purchase that. But it costs something to live that life. Amen. You say, well, I didn't sign up for that. Well, just hang on. Just don't check out yet because I'm going to give you the other side of the story. Because everything in life comes with a price. Everything. 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 You want a good marriage? Comes with a price. You want a good job? It comes with a price. You want a good education? It comes with a price. You want good relationship with other people? It it comes with a price. It doesn't matter what you and I do in life. There is a price that we have to pay personally. There is a personal investment that you and I, here's, here's, that that you and I have to make. Here's the point. I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself, but here's the point. It cost him everything to give me what he gave me for free. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to have to give him anything in return. And he said, if you're going to be my disciple, then you are going to have to be willing to take up a cross and follow me. You're going to have to be willing to deny yourself. Say no. That's one word we don't often use toward ourselves. We use it with our children. We use it with our spouses. We use it with our friends. We use it at work. We use it in conversation with others, but it rarely enters into my personal conversation with myself. And yet the root of my relationship with God is connected to how well I can tell myself no. 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 Why? Because there's a price. Ah, You say, but Brother Hughes, living for God is so costly. Yes, it is. You didn't think I would say that, did you? You thought I was just going to say, oh, no, living for God, it's easy, it's cheap. You don't have to do anything. But the fact is, it cost. But guess what? It also cost to live the other life. Romans chapter, what, 6, verse 30. The wages, you know what wages are? That's the price. That's 
the amount of money that you're paid for your labors. That's the payback that you get for doing all those 40-hour weeks. The wages of sin is death. So the fact is in life, you and I are going to pay a price for everything that we do, good or bad. So my question is, why pay a price for something that's not going to last? When you could pay a price for something that will work for eternity. You see, the bottom line is everything worthwhile in life comes with a cost. In today's world, that seems anathema to our Christian culture that we have in America and the world. We have come to believe or think that it doesn't take anything out of me. God doesn't expect anything out of me. But the reality is there's a cost on my part as to what I'm willing to do. And here's where the cost comes in. You see, worship cost me something. Worship, true worship, has to be given from me to him. And true worship cost me something. It cost me the denial of my self-centeredness so that I can, you, you see the truth is you cannot truly worship God and keep your eyes on yourself and your own problem. That's why worship is so powerful because when you genuinely enter into a spirit and atmosphere of worship, it turns your eyes away from your problem and it lifts your eyes to him who is above all and able to do all things. And when you get your eyes on him, all of that stuff that you were dealing with before you came to church, all of those problems that were weighing on your mind, all of the stress that was in your relationship, all of the pressure that you felt on your life, when you lift your eyes to him and you start worshiping him, suddenly you come into an atmosphere where you realize something can happen in my life. Things can be different for me and God makes a way and he shows you a way out of that and he shows you a way through it. But it cost. It cost. Amen. The woman came into that room that particular day the disciples Jesus had gathered in a man by the name of Simon the leper's house the clock was ticking the crucifixion was looming his days on earth were numbered they were limited and so they're having this meal and in in that culture They didn't sit at tables like we do. They reclined on these low couches where literally they would lay down and they would lean on their left elbow and with their right hand they would take the food and they would eat from the table. And so when you're reclining like that, anybody that comes in is towering over you. And it was that kind of setting that they were in. The disciples and Jesus and Simon were gathered around this table and they were reclining when in comes this woman and she takes this 
vile or a vile or a box, as the scripture said, of alabaster, and she breaks it and 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 or she pours it on his head. And she empties it out. She doesn't hold any reserve. And immediately, oh, the atmosphere is filled with the perfume. And the truth is, that's what Simon was supposed to have done when his guest came in. It was customary that when somebody came to your house because they didn't have the sanitary things that we have accommodations of today. They didn't have the running water and the soap and all of that accessible. And so they would take that oil and they would anoint their heads so it would refresh them from being out in the sun and hot and sweat and all of the body perspirations and odors that mix with that. And so they would anoint them so that it would make the atmosphere more conducive for fellowship. And when Simon brought his guest in, he had faith to do that but here is this woman that comes in and she didn't just anoint him with a little bit she didn't just drop a drop on his head she pours the whole thing on his head well my lord you would have thought she robbed Fort Knox I mean read it it's in your bible it, they immediately indignation rose up to what is this waste? They viewed this woman's act of sacrifice. And by the way, that one small vial was equivalent to one year's wages. One year's wages. Think about that. Every, every penny that you made last year, you could put it all and condense it into one bottle of oil and you could bring it with you to service today. And in one moment of, of being overwhelmed, being in his presence, you could just take the lid off and you could just pour it out just like that. Now, I know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, you're, you're looking at me like saints this morning, but the truth is anybody that saw that would think, man, what a waste. Couldn't it have been used? You see, there are some things in life that you and I cannot even begin to fathom the purpose for which they are done. And what they didn't realize at the moment was that Calvary was only a matter of hours away. Not weeks and months, but hours away. He was about to go to a cross. He was going to be put in a tomb. And she had literally come before that time unknown to even his own disciples. Perhaps even to herself. All that she knew was she needed to show him her love. And so she pours out that bottle. And he said, you have anointed me against that day. Here's my point. It cost her something. It cost her something. You have to empty yourself. You have to empty out your desire. You have to empty out your mind. You have to empty out your agenda. You have to empty out your plan. You have to be willing to start over with a clean slate and say, God, I'm not holding on to that any longer. I'm not, I, I'm not going to keep that in reservoir. I'm not going to hold a little portion back for another day. I'm just going to pour it all out to you. And I'm going to tell you today that some people will never understand that kind of exchange 
extravagant worship. Some people will never be able to comprehend what that's about. But don't worry about them. The one you want to be most interested in is the one that you're pouring it out to because he understands uh, and he's looking for and he's expecting somebody to offer that kind of sacrifice and that kind of offering to him. You know what, if we were less worried about offending somebody around us and more concerned about pleasing him, the reason some of us don't do some things is because we're we're afraid of what somebody might say or think about us. And the truth is, it really doesn't matter what they say or think about you. What matters is what does he say and think about me. And on that particular day, it didn't matter what anybody else said. There was one thing in her heart. She said, I have got to let him know how much he means to me. I've got to let him know what he's done in my life. I've got to let him know how much I love him. And she pours it out. Amen. And this is what Jesus said. She did what she could. Amen. I wonder what would happen in this place today if we would just do what we could. You say, well, Brother Hughes, I can't do that. Okay, I, I accept that. What can you do? You, we eliminate ourselves from the equation because of all of our limitations. Well, I don't have any talent. I, I don't have any giftings. I can't sing like they did today. So what can I do? <clears throat> I tell you what you can do. You can offer yourself to him. Your unique gift is you. That's the thing that God wants more. You know what? God doesn't really need my talent. God is not impressed with my money. He is not. Im- he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns the gold inside those hills. He doesn't need what I could bring to him. He's not, he, he, he's not impressed by my ability. He's surrounded by a host of angels that can sing every octave there is on every scale and sing it pitch perfect. That's not what he's looking for. What he's looking for is one person that's been redeemed by his blood that said, you know what he means to me? He means everything to me. He means everything. I, I, you call me a radical, call me a soap, whatever you want. to. I just want him to know. I'll give him my everything. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Everything in life comes with a price. A good life comes with a price. But so does a bad one. Amen. If you don't believe that, Just go with me some night to the emergency ward of the hospital. Go with me to Ben Tobb. Watch them as gurney after gurney. Shots, people come in. Cut people come in. uh, Beat up people come in. Blood pouring out of every orifice. Screaming and yelling. And tell me that there's not a price that you pay to live that kind of life. So here's, if I'm going to have to pay a price, why not pay it for something that has dividends, that doesn't just end in this life? 
why not pour, why not just become that radical person that said, you know what, God, if you want all of me, then you have all of me. If, if you want that kind of commitment, then you've got that kind of commitment because I want what you have to give. And I want more than that. I want my giving down here to mean something in eternity. Amen. You know, peace has a price to it. Peace doesn't just happen. You have to be a maker of peace. That means you have to create it. He said, blessed are the peace makers. So that means I have to work at it. And I will tell you that when you start working at being a peacemaker, every devil in hell is going to show up. Because the devil hates doers. He doesn't care what you profess sitting on that pew right now. He doesn't care what you call yourself, what flavor you put over your door, what you call your, your so-called experience. He doesn't care what you think you are. What scares the living daylights out of him is for you and I to get up and do something with what we say we are. It's to do what the woman with the alabaster box did and bring our ointment in and bring our gift in and just pour it out and say, it's all yours, God. It all belongs to you. Everything I am, everything I have, my future, my hopes, my dreams, all of it is yours. I pour it out. Amen. I pour it out. Praise God. Everything. Say it with me. Everything. Everything comes with a price. You can drive it. You can have it. You can live in it. But it's going to cost you something. Amen. A revenge for person will discover that revenge has a price too. Amen. A person who struggles with anger discovers that anger has a price with it too. If you are a person that's filled with hatred this morning, then hatred has a price that you pay. And the sad thing is the price that you pay is always extracted from a reservoir that you really don't have enough to give from. It always calls for more than you can give. And that's why rage comes into play because when you reach a certain level of anger and you're not accomplishing what you want, then you, you, you go to another level of anger. Or if you're, if you're trying to get revenge because somebody hurt you, listen to me. This, you don't need to hold on to that. The price that you're paying for that is costing you more than the price that you would have to pay just to let it go. So if, 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 if you're going to have to pay a price, why not let it go and watch the healing start flowing into your own mind and spirit? If you're going to pay a price, say it costs too much to live for God. Say it. It costs too much to live for God. That's what people say. I have news for you. It does. But it costs a whole lot more not to live for Him. So, the bottom line is, 
What are you willing to pay? You want it? You can have it? You want to hang on to anger and bitterness? Your blood pressure is going to keep going up. Your sugar is going to keep going up. Your heart rate is going to keep going up. And at some point in life, it's going to stop working. Why? Because I could not let go. Because it costs too much to forgive. But it costs much more to not forgive. Man, I'm not trying to to beat a bush too long, but it cost. Holding on to old hurts cost way more than they're worth. Understanding that, don't try to avoid it. Embrace the fact. That wherever I go and whatever I do in life, I'm going to pay a price. So if I'm going to have a, if I'm going to have to pay a price, what am I going to get in return? You see, when you pay the price for bitterness, you know what you get? You don't get more love. You get more bitterness. When you pay the price for anger, you don't get peace. You get more anger. But when you pay the price for peace, what do you get? More peace. When you pay the price for love, what do you get? More love. Hey, folks, this isn't rocket science stuff. And yet the truth is there are many people that are stumbling over the fact that it costs to live for God. That Christian life, I mean, you've got to deny this and you've got to put that. You, you know what? Get off of that. You're going to have to deny something if you don't live for it. You're going to have to denounce something if you choose to go to hell. You're going to denounce heaven. You are going to have to deny something in your life because that's how God created us. Remember what I said last? You are blessed with the power to choose. And that blessing can become your curse when you point that direction in the wrong direction. And the fact is this morning that you and I are going to pay a price. So if I'm going to pay a price, I want to go in style. <laughs> yeah. I don't want bitterness hanging around my door. I don't want hatred in my heart. I don't want all of those ugly feelings roaming around in my bedroom at night. I want the peace of God in my home. I want the love of God surrounding my life. I want God to speak into my heart and say, come on, child, you can do this. You're better than this. Get up on your feet. Let's go. Come on, stand to your feet right now. Come on, you're going to choose the atmosphere that you're going to live in. And I just decided that if I've got to pay a price for it, amen, I'm going to go in style. Praise God. Now, please don't misread that. Don't go out and go buy your million-dollar home on a $20 budget (laughs) and say, Brother Hugh said, live in style. I'm I'm, I'm 
using a spiritual analogy, you know, don't, don't, don't forget God did give you a brain for more than just occupying space. You've got to use it right. But the fact is, it doesn't matter what you do in life. If you're having problems, there's a way through those problems. But they're not going to come without a cost. So quit kicking against that. Do you know what I realize looking at you folks right now? Cost really hasn't stopped most of you from doing what you're doing. You may try to argue it a little bit. But most of you are driving the kind of vehicle you want to drive. You dressed the way you wanted to dress. You shopped where you wanted to shop. Why? Because you realize I have that choice. And I can choose the price that I pay. What I love about the woman with the alabaster box is that she is that perfect illustration of holding nothing back and he said she's done what she could some of us feel like we can't really do anything and that's an excuse that the devil is using to keep you trapped when the fact is there is something you can do it may not be much but it's something amen I wish I could take the flowers out of that pot because it'd be a perfect container for holding water. I'd fill it up with water. And then I would take this one, I'd empty this out, and I'd fill it up with water. Now, when you put these beside each other, there's really no comparison to the volume. But that's what we get hung up on. And God is not interested in the amount as much as he is in the substance of what you're giving. And inside both of those is the same life-giving water, whether there's a lot or a little. And some of you are sitting around and say, well, I, I, I don't have a lot to give. I, I'm not that talented. I, I can't do what this man does. And so we wind up doing nothing. But the fact is that in every one of us, there is a measure of faith. In every one of us that can be activated and used and worked and lived by and watch it do. So it, the, the, the point is, don't let the size of the container fool you. Because to a dying plant, this much water is just as needed as, as a matter of fact, that much water would probably kill it. So my point is, some of you sitting here today that have kind of backed away and you just, you, you kind of checked out in life because of COVID and that's become the excuse of all excuses for everything. Poor customer service all the way down to the goofy news that we hear from time to time. And we've made that excuse for Our spiritual laziness. I don't have much to give. If you've got the Holy Ghost in you, you have something 
God's interested in. Yes. If you have life in you, if you have life in you, and you, you, you don't even have the Holy Ghost yet, if you have life in you, you still have something God's interested in. He died for that. He died so that life can be resurrected and made into new life. So it doesn't matter the size, the container. What matters is what God wants to put inside of it and what some of you have inside of you right now that God's just waiting on somebody to say, you know what? I'm tired of the excuses. I'm going to give it all. I'm going to pay a price. I am going to pay a price. I will. Why not pay a price for something that lasts? Why not pay a price for something that's not going to fade away at the end of the day, but it's going to last for eternity? You can make that decision. You can make that choice. You can decide. God, you know what? I've wrestled with this. I've tried to do it my way. I've tried to figure a way around it. But the fact is, there's just no way around it. It costs to be a disciple. And I want to be a disciple. And so, here I am. Amen. Lord, right now, I I pray that I have not beat the wind today, Lord. I've only tried to say what I felt like you gave to me for somebody in this congregation today that's struggling with their life, the meaning of their life, the purpose of their even being here. They feel like they have no value. They feel like they're no worth. They feel insignificant as if they don't matter. And the fact is, Lord, they do matter to you. They matter for what they are. They matter for who they are. And I'm asking you this morning, God, somehow you would lay your hand upon them and draw them by your spirit and bring them, Lord, into that place where you want them to be today. God, that they would stop fighting and arguing about the price that they're going to pay, Lord, and they would embrace the fact that whatever price I pay it is nothing in comparison to what I gain I will give you all hallelujah all is hallelujah every head bowed every eye closed Lord right now if my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best. Let me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to say. I wonder if there's anybody willing today. I wonder if there's anybody here with the, their own personal alabaster box that you're willing to pour it out to Him. Consider it extravagance, unnecessary, unneeded, but I know what I've got to do. I know what I have got to do. I need to give him the all of it. I need him to know that he has 
every bit of it. My whole life, my whole being, everything that I hope to be, everything that I dream of becoming. Lord, today I give it all. Here I am, Lord. I submit myself to you. I, I yield to your touch upon my life, Lord. I say yes to you, Lord. I say yes to you, Lord. I say yes to you, Lord. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Then giving you Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, let me remember Calvary's and be willing to say Would you join hands with your family if you have not stepped out this morning? Just join where you are and let's pray together right now. Holy God, Holy Ghost, come right now. Fall fresh upon this place, Lord. Stir up that heart, Lord, that lingers in the shadows. That one that is lost in feeling they have nothing to give. If they would simply give what they have and give what they are. Oh, yes, Lord. It would become a memorial for ages. It would become a story to be repeated for the ages. Oh, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, come right now. Everything, my all, my all, my all, my all. You can drive it. You can have it, but it does come with a cost. It does come with a price. Yeah, but it's worth everything you give him. It's worth everything you give him. It's worth everything you lay down. It's worth everything you let go of. It's worth everything you release to him. Hatred, bitterness. Anger, I will not resentment. Lord, I don't want that a part of my life any longer today. I'm tired of paying a price that only makes things worse. It only makes things worse, Lord. Hallelujah.